this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. If you're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. I'm a lizard person, and I'm Evan. I'm an adorable rapscallion cat sewer rat child, and I'm Ronnie. Sewer rat cat child. (laughs) If you can tell by those introductions, Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows which have only lasted for a single season. We're currently covering 2011's Thundercats. Oh, Oh. is that the name of the show? It's just Thundercats. It's just called Thundercats? I like my title Although better. Every other, Thundercats, oh! Every, everything else in the show has an O after it. You'll notice there's a panther O and a lion O, and some things have an A after them, like Tigra. And Chitra. Yeah. Ch- <laughs> Ch- Chita. Chitara. 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 Cheetah yeah. already has an uh after it, so they had to <laughs> improvise a bit. Yeah, they did. Thundercats is the TV show... We're covering. We we finally gone full furry. We're just oh. we're just in the weeds now. Oh, we have. We're in it. But before we get into that, I have a bit for us. Ooh, what is it? What's the bit, Andy? You've already you've already done. What would your persona be? So you yeah. can't bring that back. It's it's gone. Now you had to forever. fuck one of the Thundercats. <laughs> no. I think uh, viewers who have maybe been paying attention will notice that the podcast is going to look a little differently moving forward and. Uh, if you've been on Twitter at all, I'm sure you've seen stuff, but I thought it'd be, f- maybe not fun, but interesting, <laughs> it'd be interesting to talk about a time where you closed a chapter in your life. Like, we have closed a giant chapter, so it doesn't have to be podcast-related, obviously, it can be about anything, but it just, when is a time you have moved on to something new? Find more details on uh, Twitter or on the uh, the Discord. The Discord, yeah. Don't don't stress out about it. Everything's gonna be fine. Yeah, everything's good. I'm not gonna say everything's good, but things are gonna be okay. We're moving on to bigger and brighter things with all of our friends, so things are okay. Anyway, I have a real easy one that will fill this prompt. On account of I used to be a woman. I mean, not you know. I say this as casual queer shorthand. <laughs> I I. I've always been a man, but I was socially and uh, uh, interpersonally perceived as a woman until I was uh, like 24 or thereabouts. So got rid of that. Just did away with that whole that whole thing. Just tossed just it out. Just tossed that in the garbage. It no longer sparked joy. Get out of here. It, it had for a long time not been sparking joy, but it <laughs> it uh, did, did not did not spark joy. So I just Marie Kondoed it with my titties, just threw them in the garbage. Bam! What about you, Ronnie? Oh, geez. Um, a shortcoming about me is that I don't really tie up a whole lot of loose ends that are in my life. <laughs> I I tend to just kind of let things uh, uh, not fester. I just kind of let things whimper until they fizzle out and they're no longer really a thing. But at any point could certainly re-become a thing. You sit on them and you hope they suffocate down there. Exactly, exactly. That's the Catholic. Yeah, it is. That's that Catholic culture. I used to be Catholic, too. Uh, So... Threw that in the garbage. Although they they popped off with the aesthetic. Let's not kid ourselves. Catholic shit looks dope. I was in a church for my grandfather's funeral, and this is after I had like been out of Catholicism for a while. And I looked around, and there was so much gold and so much marble mm-hmm. and so much mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. ornate mm-hmm. shit. And I was looking around, and I was like. If they couldn't have afforded this much gold and this much marble, would they have even bothered building this church? Like, would they have even made the attempt? Uh, I went to a very, very modest Catholic church growing up. Uh, like, you know, we had 
like iconography, but it was all just kind of like poorly painted plaster. We didn't have anything like gold or shiny. Mm -hmm. There was some, uh, there was, uh, you know, a, a dome of heaven like painted behind the, the altar and that had like gold stars on it, but it was just, it was just paint. So. I, I'm really thinking hard. I'm really thinking I would love to continue stalling, but the more I stall, the more I don't think about what the my answer to this to this. Uh, I would say I would say that I was uh, a theater kid in high school. I, I hope to continue being a theater kid someday when theaters are allowed to open. Uh, but I was also a bit of a jock. Uh, I played, I played the, uh, I played the lacrosse in high school, uh, year round. Um, and I didn't like it very much. I did it because I wanted to be a part of a group and that was the group that, uh, looked most appealing to me. And a lot of my friends did it. And then it was cool to do it because athletes are cool, I guess, in high school. Um, mm -hmm. and at a certain point. In college, I was like ready to to, you know, get on to the lacrosse team, try it out again, get just, you know, jump right in. And I stopped and I said, I don't I don't want to do sports. I don't want to be an athlete. And and that sounds like pretty like, yeah, you just you just you just decided that you didn't like a thing. But that was for me feeling like I had to do a certain amount of things to fit in 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 society or culture or whatever was a big deal big deal for me to say hey this thing that i thought i had to do i don't want to do it lacrosse or any other sport and i'm just like so content with that i am not an athlete and i have no interest in becoming one i'm proud of you ronnie yeah I feel like that's My weak. Tried to I feel make like that's. I feel like that's not weak at all. I feel like it's just that I decided I wanted to stop uh, running with a group. <laughs> <laughs> Large... No, that's tough. Like it's. I think humans love to categorize ourselves as things, and um, it's very easy to become comfortable with certain labels. And long after those labels have stopped applying and fitting, you try and still, like, put them on or keep them on. Mm -hmm. And it's it's hard to be like, you know what? Like, this used to mean something to me, and now it doesn't anymore. Yeah. And, like, I'm, I'm not this thing anymore, and there's no reason to pretend I still am. Mm -hmm. How about you, Andy? That's a big question. Um, I've like very very clearly left some like very large and serious things behind and then also some like silly ones so um it's not so much as like what do i pick but it's hard to be like what is going to make the best podcast content mm. uh for my brand <laughs> uh an easy one, an easy one is Evan and I stopped going to NYCC. And that was a big deal for a few reasons. Um, one, it was the convention we met at. And two, like, right? We met at NYCC, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we met at NYCC. Uh, and then <laughs> two, like, going up to New York, we'd get to see other friends who we don't see often, except for, like, at that con. Um, so that was another, like, big reason why we went. It was like, oh, this is the kind where we met, and, like, that's fun and special. And also, like, Nick and Marcy are in the city, and, like, we get to go see them, and that's always neat. But we were at it one year, and, like, the crowds had just gotten so big, and it was, at that point, like, impossible to cosplay. Like, you just couldn't get anywhere if you had, like, a proper costume on, like, people would be bumping into you, people would be checking you, you couldn't move, so claustrophobic. And unless you were going for, like, the swag or the panels, which, neither of which are huge things that Evan and, and I care about, uh, it didn't really feel like there was much of a point in being there anymore, and we just looked at each other and we're like, are you having fun? And uh, I think the answer for both of us was, like, not really. And so we stopped going. 
And, uh, yeah, it was weird, like, telling cosplay friends, like, oh, like, we're not going to be there next year. Like, we didn't have fun. And it's weird when, like, you're the only people in a group of friends not enjoying yourselves. Like, I think there's a pressure to pretend, like, oh, yeah, this is great. We're all having a blast. But we weren't, so we stopped going. Good for you. We saved a whole bunch of money. Yes, Mm -hmm. you did. Because NYCC is fucking expensive. It is when you want to buy lots and lots of pictures with autographs on them. Well, we're a couple of dummies, because, like, right when we stopped uh, is when, like, Critical Role became a huge presence at NYCC. And, like, we weren't critters at the time. Um... So like that was that was dumb of us. We were fools, but otherwise worked out great. Well, not to make an excellent transition, but I think it is a very good thing that uh, your sphere of influence and Mr. Matt Mercer's sphere of influence have stayed entirely separate. <laughs> that you have not. I mean, that he can't look back and be like, hmm, whatever happened to this person I took a photograph of? Let me Google them and my name. <laughs> look. I I have apologized for all of my crimes against Matt Mercer and the cast of Critical Role on this podcast many times. And in fact, I'm probably going to say a bunch of great shit about Matt Mercer uh, in these coming episodes, because he is the voice of a sexy tiger man, and he's great. Sexy might be a strong... No, he's, mm. he's, he's, no. He's, got a, he's got a sexual... Uh, prowess if, about him. If we're gonna make this bit, which uh, which uh, character from uh, Thundercats 2011 uh, would we enjoy spending time with? Then uh, yeah, it, it's gonna it's gonna be he's, Tigra. He's got a uh, he's I'm with Ronnie. Yeah, he's got a powerful feline pheromone that's very masculine, and it, he's very sexy. Do you know what a pheromone is? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> in spite of you making a, an unusually perfect transition into the show, I just want to stop because I know <laughs> that you're... What do you mean unusually perfect transition? I, my transitions no, are usually always Usually I have to go, guys, do we have to talk about the show now? And then... Well, we that's because to- usually the show sucks and we don't want to talk about it. That is fair. Okay. But I just want to put a little footnote, a little asterisk in here because I remembered that your dad sometimes listens to this podcast. And now I regret uttering the phrase, I used to be a woman. If you're a conservative listening to this uh, this podcast who doesn't understand trans people, this is a thing that I say as shorthand, not to mean that I was actually a woman. Please educate yourself on trans issues. Um, and don't say that. Only I'm allowed to say that as a joke. Anyway, we can well, carry so- on talking about the show now. <laughs> We can carry on talking about it. We uh, watched five episodes. Evan, what what happened in the first five episodes of 2011's Thundercats? Oh, so much. I'm going to have to do some like baseline world building. Just like real quick. Like real quick. Yeah. Okay. So in this universe that the Thundercats happens. Also, I, I just want as a preface to say. I didn't watch the original Thundercats that came out in like the eighties. None of us did, right? No, I mean, I, well, I, yeah. I, I definitely like watched it. I have literally zero recollection of it. Mm. Um, I'm assuming that this cleaves pretty closely to the original, just with like kind of some updated animation and some like slightly more smooth I concepts. Tiger and Lino weren't brothers in the original. I know that they're not really brothers in they kind of they they're are definitely brothers they, they're they're adopted but they're not treated like brothers like they're in like they're according to the dialogue adoptive brothers but anyway uh so like in this universe there's this whole like city state populated by cat people they are at war sort of quote unquote war with some kind of like ethnic group of lizard people who live Somewhere ill-defined, but not in the cat city-state, uh, ruled by the cat monarch. Also important to bear in mind, the cat people keep the lizard people as slaves when they capture them. Yeah, like, you, were gonna say, you, said at, you said at war with, these lizards are full-on subjugated. This is why I, I gave qualifiers to at war with the lizard people, because they do engage in armed conflict with the lizard people 
but seems like the cat people are much more powerful, even though the lizard people possibly might be more numerous. We don't necessarily know, but the cat people are very powerful and they, they war with the lizard people and then take the lizard people as slaves. Um, this is just seen as fine, generally speaking, amongst their, their cat people. So the story focuses on Lion-O. He's the uh, crown prince of the cat people. Uh, his dad's the current king of the cat people, and he has an older brother named Tigra. But And Kim had to explain this to me because I didn't know that different uh, like breeds of cat could not be in, come from the same parents. I don't know. I don't know how lizard or a uh, cat person like breeding works. I don't know if they have ligers, but anyway, uh, Tigra is a tiger man. And even though he's older, he's adopted. So he isn't in line for the throne, which seems kind of messed up. Like, you know, when you adopt a child, they're your child. Like he should be, you know, it seems next in, line shitty. in the line of succession. Anyway, he's not though. Tigra is the smarter and better leader according to their dad, the king, and lion is kind of immature and impulsive and uh, has a weird obsession with technology. And in this universe, technology is kind of like a weird myth. They regard technology kind of how we regard like ancient alien uh, conspiracy theories. You know, they're like, Psh, that piece of metal you found on the ground isn't anything Technology's not real. That's just an old myth from forever ago. Stop thinking about technology so much. So Lionel is very into technology. He's a technology truther, and the the <laughs> king of the lion or the king of the cat people is like my foolish son. Oh, he's never going to be mature enough to to lead our people, and he's never going to be worthy of this magic sword that we have. Because he's just so immature and impulsive, and he's so obsessed with technology. Oh, also, in the first episode, we are introduced to the concept that lion has compassion for the lizard people, because they're a pair of captured lizards that he saved from being beaten up by a, a gang of random cat dudes. In episode two, Thundera, which all of the things have thunder names or cat names, Thundera, which is the cat city-state, is attacked by the lizard people and they have gasp technology. They've got like ray guns and lasers. They've got like tanks and like spaceship looking. Yeah, they got mechs. So the city state is destroyed. And as far as I think like their, their whole people is annihilated. Who is captured? So his dad dies. Yeah. Tigra and Lionel are captured, and the okay. everybody's captured. The, Everybody gets captured. The, the, the lizard, the lizard folk that Lionel was kind to earlier. He sneaks a key into the cell, and they escape. Ah, foreshadowing. Okay, yes. Um, so behind all of this, behind these lizard people getting this technology, is a mummy guy whose name is Mumra, as you would expect, given that. These were 80s children's show names. So his name's Mumra, and he's like the leader of the lizard people, and he has granted them access to all of this technology. And he gets the the sword, the magic sword, that Lion-O was meant to inherit but was not mature enough for, but it's got like a curse on it, so he can't touch it. So he's like, mm, how am I going to get this sword? I can't touch it. It's here. It's here in my pyramid or whatever he must be in a pyramid he's a mummy person he was in the interior of a building and then Lionel, who has escaped he grabs the sword in a triumphant moment and finally is worthy of the sword and he doesn't um defeat mumra but he escapes with his friends and they're trying to find the book of omens i forget who gave them the tip off that they have to find the book of omens but that is the framework for the next several episodes because Mumra wants it and he can't get his hands on it because it's it's powerful and would give him more power, so they have to get it first. So yeah, like I said, chasing after the Book of Omens is the framing for the next several episodes. Uh, episode three is like a Moby Dick 
episode where they meet these uh, having escaped Mumra uh, it's Lion-O, Tigra Chutara and then these two little urchin cat children who they've also like picked up along the way um, they're kind of just hanging around as comic relief and also their pet whose name is Snarf Snarf Snarf, Snarf. yeah they have a little pet animal of some kind and it makes them it's like a pokemon it makes that noise so that's what they call it um yeah so they're they're on this quest to get the book of omens they meet this pirate crew but it's a sand pirate crew there it's like an ocean of sand and there's this giant sandworm and that lives in it like you know like beetlejuice and uh the captain of this ship is determined to kill this sandworm and it attacks the ship and it looks like all hope is lost and then uh Lion-O defeats the sandworm with his magic sword which he activates by yelling thunder 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 cats and he gets a magical girl transformation sequence it's yeah great. yeah he gets a little uh, like uh, interstitial animation where he does the thing with the sword Oh, episode four is about the flower people. Uh, again, still looking for the Book of Omens, still traveling across the land looking for the Book of Omens. Uh, they meet this clan of flower people who, um, like, basically, like, their whole shtick is that they, like, age very rapidly. Like, they're born in the morning, and then, like, by the evening, they're already old men, and they, they, they die within the course of, like, 24 hours. Um, and so they, they got carried into this grove on like a gust of wind and want to return to their homeland because they've been trapped in this like grove for generations, which I assume in their case just means several days and they want to go back to their, their native land. And so, uh, the gang tries to help them on their quest to get back to wherever they came from and, Lionel befriends a little flower flower child boy who very quickly becomes a flower teenager and then a flower adult and then a flower old man named Emric 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 I loved Emric Emric yeah. was great uh we'll talk about we'll talk about our I also loved Emric we'll talk about our opinions when we get to that but yeah so he befriends uh Emric over the course of Emric's entire life but only a day in Lionel's reckoning and it teaches him all kinds of things about appreciating life and you know living in the moment and appreciating beauty and things like that um and then at the very end of this episode a uh, big beefy fellow named Panthro arrives in a, a tank boy. a big thick boy named Panthro with scars arrives in a tank He's got he's got the technology now. He's got the technology. Um, so we saw Panthro at the very like in the battle, um, and it what I think it wasn't clear what was going on because Panthro's good buddy, uh, whose name Groon. is I have this yeah I I I had it I promise. Oh I'm sorry. Uh, whose name is Groon? Uh, betrayed the cat people. He sided with the lizard people. And Panthro was like his BFF and he was like maybe he was a good guy maybe he was a bad guy. We don't know. Um, so Panthro shows up and he doesn't like lion at all because lion hasn't earned his respect like the old king did, you know? And in this episode they have to get some like glittery pink stones because they use those as fuel for the tank. I guess, but the lizards control the mine where they get the, uh, it was called like Thunderite or something, because everything has thunder in the name. All of the places and objects have thunder in it. The tank is the Thunder Tank, and the mineral is Thunderite, and the town is Thundera. Anyway, um, so most of this episode is like a framework for like flashbacks between, uh, Panthro and Groon and like tells the story of their friendship and how 
Groon fell to evil, and Panthro barely escaped with his integrity, and um, they they succeed in this. By they, I mean in the present, Panthro and Lion-O and Tigra and Chitara like succeed in reclaiming these sparkly pink crystals to fuel their tank, and in doing so, Lion-O earns Panthro's respect. Do you think that Groon betrayed them because he was the only one without a fun cat name? I'm not sure. It's possible. He Every- might have felt really, uh, felt really betrayed by the fact that he wasn't called like Sabretooth or something. Right, like he's Sabero. A tiger. Yeah, Sabero. That'd have been good. Saberon. Just called him Groon. What does that even mean? Anyway, Sabra. 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 Um, so we watched five episodes of 2011's Thundercats, and you know I gotta ask it. Hey, Andy. Yeah, Ronnie. These five episodes, did they work for you? For my response, can you talk to Bristol Podworks and just have them edit in the Reliant K song here? Um, I, I'm going to have to do a version that is legally dissimilar. Or, uh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Bristol Podworks will probably have to do a version that is legally dissimilar. Um, we can't get the rights to that. Who the fuck still listens to Reliant K in the year just, of our Lord twenty uh, twenty? Find like a kazoo version and yeah, sing that's it a, yourself. Andy, that's the thing. Nobody is listening to Reliant K, so they are super litigious. They've got lots of time <sighs> on bastards. their hands. Uh, just just anyway, hum, hum a few bars for me, so I can. Uh, I, I'll just you know. I, I can't. I'm not. I'm not as talented as Matt Thiessen. Uh, that is highly debatable. Um, Did you? Do you guys want a Reliant K fun fact? Sure. I'm going to give it to you anyway. Uh, the song, He's So Gay, But He Doesn't Even Like Boys, mm-hmm. is Katie about... Perry? Yeah, by Katy Perry. is about Matt Thiessen. It's their breakup song. Because mm. she dated the lead singer of Reliant K and then wrote that song oh, about boy. him. Interesting. It's a bad song. It's not a good honest. song, and it's it's definitely not like politically correct, but it is very funny that it's about the lead singer of Reliant K. That Anywho, that's my Reliant K fun fact. Oh, they also got banned from uh, Liberty University because their drummer wouldn't wear a shirt on stage. And then they got a bunch of, like, underage girls drunk. But the thing about the shirt on stage... He, sh- he should have kept the shirt on, but came out with his pants unbuckled. And then Jerry Fall would have been like, this is fine, let's take a picture. This is fine, yeah. yeah. Dicks out for Jerry. Topical. <laughs> Anywho... Uh, this show fucking slaps harder than the Reliant K song about Thundercats. It's a real good show. I like it very much. Love it. That's my bit. Love it. Hey, Evan. Yes, Ronnie. These five episodes of Thundercats, did they work for you? And before you answer, you do have to give a fact about an early 2000s uh, contemporary Christian rock group. Ugh. <laughs> uh. I don't know any. I don't make I didn't the rules. listen to music. Uh, Tag I... me in. <laughs> Put me in, coach. Get me off this bench. I can't remember if I've said this on the podcast before, but uh, being that I am Catholic, uh, we didn't listen to contemporary music. We only listened to like the choir in the church sing the songs that were written no later than 1860 or so. Um, so I went on, uh, like, a like a community service, like weekend trip with a group from another church and they were listening to, this was when I was like 11 years old, I feel like. And, uh, they were listening to like modern Christian music and I realized that it was like Christian music. And my first thought was like, huh, I didn't know they were still making these. (laughs) (laughs) So that's as close as I got, Ronnie. Got it. Love it. Love it. It doesn't have to be about music itself. It could be a fun fact about you that is just tangentially related to Uh Christian contemporary music. What did you think about this show? I really liked it. It's fun. Great. It's it's heartwarming. It's cute. It's a little bit silly, but it is made for children. Mm -hmm. So that's to be expected. 
Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. How do <laughs> you enjoy like t- fuck? No, <laughs> what? <laughs> How do you enjoy <laughs> like fuck? <laughs> Did the show work for you, Ronnie? Um. So there's a band called Skillet, and that's just silly. That's just a silly name for yeah. a band. That's my fun fact. Um, Do you want a fun fact about Skillet? I'd love one. So the current lead singer of the band uh, formed it with two other artists from two other bands who also came from different musical styles. And he hated the name Skillet, but the other two people loved it. And after they came out with their first album, they both left and he was then stuck with the name <laughs> Skillet. Uh, and the idea was like you throw everything in a skillet to make it and like because it was three artists coming from three different bands with three different backgrounds in music like that was the thought process mm-hmm. he's like that's a it's a dumb name it's a dumb bad name we shouldn't be called skillet um but he's like forever stuck with the name skillet i love that that's very and good. he hates it it is yeah, it makes me name. happy that he hates it um this show is awesome i love this show it's very good for a lot of different reasons um and yeah, it's a it's a it's a fun, pretty. I, I don't. I, again, I have not seen Thundercats like original enough to know the plot, but just in like the animation style, it certainly seems to be calling back to uh, you know it's it's certainly done in like an anime kind of style, but certainly calling back to a uh, a bygone era of very very beefy beefy men. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, let's 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 get into it. Let's talk about what worked for us so much about Thundercats. So much, truly, so much. First off, like this this voice cast is incredible. Stellar. Like Wilfred L as Lionel. Um, you know him from Boy Meets World. You know him from Batman Beyond. You know him from like every Transformers cartoon ever. Uh. He's doing a great job. I don't think Lionel is the most likable character currently, but mm-hmm. like he's definitely selling it. Um, Matt Mercer as Tigra. I mean, say no more. Like, hands down, best character on the show. He literally said one line, and I was like, "That's Matt Mercer. He's like a sexy, cocky older brother, and I am in absolute love." Kevin Michael Richardson, who I had to look up. Um, he's playing Panthro. And he is in fucking everything. Like, mm-hmm. he's the Joker in The Batman, which is a super underrated cartoon. He's in a bunch of Transformers stuff. He's Captain Gantu in Lilo and Stitch. Like, mm. this dude's IMDb is so long. Like, he's in everything ever. Um, and, like, does a great job. Um... Cheech Chitara was uh, Sloan in Entourage, which is a shout out to the Galactic Warp we did where other people covered Entourage having never seen it before. <laughs> um, the finale of Entourage, even. But but uh, she is also in a bunch of stuff. She's doing a great job as Chitara. She does a lot of live action stuff, too. Uh, so it's cool that she goes back and forth. And like... Last but not least, Clancy fucking Brown as Groon is phenomenal. The guy's got one voice, and that's the only voice he does, but whether it's Lex Luthor or five different characters in Star Wars or a giant Catman, that one voice is fantastic. And, uh, yeah, just this whole cast is stellar, and it's like a who's who in voice acting. It's like very fun to see this many superstars in one cartoon. The the thing that I love the most is, and we touched on it a little bit with kind of the, the silly names and stuff like that. I just love how straightforward the lore is like it, it, we don't need to mask anything in like fancy names and stuff like that. The MacGuffin is technology. It is just it is called technology. The sword is the sword of omens. And then they're also looking for the book of omens. They're not like 
it's not like they're like the Katara and the Lizardos. It's like there are cats and there are lizards, and and that's just what they call them. Like even even the name of the show, it's like they're cats from Thundera. They're Thundercats. Like it's just it's again made for children. Just so so perfect. We don't have to spend much time thinking about exactly what's going on, who's who, like what. There are cat people and there are lizard people and there are swords that are important. And 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 we can move forward from there. I was actually like pleasantly surprised by how like kind of thoughtful the world building was. I mean, everything has a silly name, which is like a little much. Mm-hmm. You know, naming all the cats like Tiger Man and Lion Man is definitely, you know, same uh, hearkening back to the He-Man thing, sure. the He-Man and She-Ra and uh, Evil Lin, all, all that, all that naming conventions that was made to sell toys. Um, but the like the thing with the the flower people, mm-hmm. that's not a plot line that I had seen in a animated children's show before. That was real interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very interesting little element to this this world that we have created. And also the fact that, like, it's not magic that's their, uh, you know, their kind of conspiracy theory out there belief. It's technology. Right. Which is- that's just, that's fun and interesting. It's not like you know it's not like blowing my mind it's right. just like oh well, that's that's cool that's just a cool different take well i think on, it, it on this it takes you know it, in this year 2011 when the show came out like it takes a lot of the heavy lifting off of the show to do because it's like mm-hmm. if you introduce magic there's rules to this universe and like how is this different from other magic and how does this magic work and who has them and it's just like I know what technology is. I've got a phone. Like, like, like it seems like these Laser are guns. Got it. No problem. Right? It's just like, this is a robot. This is a, a, an explosive. Like I, I understand that. That's like, a I, Gundam. Yeah, exactly. I don't have to like, you know, have the show spend like 10 minutes telling me about how, what electricity is just like, it just, it's called technology. You already know what that is. Like you're clued in on it as the audience and we can just move on. Like the simplicity of it all is like, it's so amazing that when you do get the like, um, fish pirates or the, the flower people who age quickly, like you're able to just like spend time there instead of it having to be like a, you know, an ulterior motive to like learning more about this universe. Yeah. You don't have to do a lot of, as you know, Bob, right. Magic wands, you know, I loved the fish pirates. They were fantastic. Uh, I'm always here for a fun pirate episode. Can I just say when, so, so the way that they lead into the fish pirate episode, the fish, they, they like get on the fish pirate ship is because there is like literally like, a feast just floating on the sand ocean, the sand sea. And as I, as I'm seeing this, I'm like, this is either a mirage. And then they're like, they've realized it's corporeal. And I was like, Oh, well it's a trap. It's a trap. Like where's Admiral Akbar when you need him? And they literally get thrown onto a boat full of literal Mon Calamari. It's literal like fish faced people just like, and I was like, oh my goodness, I called it. I totally called I f- it. I fucking loved how passionately nerdy Lionel was for pirates. Like I said that Lionel wasn't super likable, and for the most part, so far he hasn't been. But him just geeking out and like, I captain, mm-hmm. like like he adapted he- immediately to a life <laughs> on the sand sea. He's he- just like, this is my life now. I'm a pirate. He was fucking ready to be a salty seaman on the sand ocean. And uh, it was just like very cute, like how into it he got. And the and the, and the pirate captain gives him like some like honest to goodness advice on how to be a leader. Like this is only this is only like the second. I mean, the first two episodes are, are kind of a part one, part two. So this is only like his first journey outside as this new king. And he's like, Captain Fishface, like, how do I do it? And the captain's just like, you just got to do it. You just got you just got to like pull the bandaid off and just lead. 
without, you know, thinking too much about it. I was really worried that the the two children who joined the party were going to be um, annoying. Children characters can be really grating. And uh, these two, like, uh, street urchins are great. Uh, and it was the pirate episode that I was like, you know what? Uh, these kids work. Mm-hmm. They kind of stay out of the way until it's time for them to be cool. Yeah. And yeah. They- and for... For a group of five, there's there's two girls. Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty standard, to be honest. I think that as long as there's fewer girls than guys, then it's a boy show. I feel like the like for an '80s cartoon, like it's pretty pretty standard for there to be like the one Smurf, right? Like you have Smur- Smurfs is an extreme example, but like you have the <laughs> you have the TMNT, and there's April, and that's it. And like you you have the Smurfs, and there's Smurfette. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's better than one. True, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I guess now there's six of them, though, because, uh... There's Pan... Pan Rambo uh, Cat Pan- joins yeah. later. <laughs> Maybe they'll get another girl. Pantherman. Um, I... I love these flower babies. These... Yeah, I love them, too. They were great. It, it was, like... So they're performing some kind of like a ritual or like a, a a funeral rite as the as the cats the thundercats kind of move into their grove, and all of the flowers kind of like immediately like abruptly almost like frighteningly stop when they hear the the thundercats and it's like this really tense moment of like oh like of course the thundercats aren't going to hurt the flowers but the flowers don't know that like they're very scared and little Emmerich little baby Emmerich's like. Like a, a typical, just like you know, inquisitive child uh, trope, and it's just like, what are you guys doing? What's with this sword? What are you doing with it? What what's going why on? Why does your head look like why that? Why does your head? What's going? Who are you? Why why do you have ears? It's just it was just like very and like it completely melted the tension, and then of course Emmerich was like the you know the 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 right hand man of Lionel and like just really really was so sweet and awesome. And then when I realized that it was a, a quick aging thing, I got so sad because I was like, oh no, we're going to go through this flowers hole. It's one of those. We're going to go through the whole life. I thought it was really funny that they did a flashback montage. Yes. Of Lino <laughs> and Emmerich's relationship. Even though we happened. had, <laughs> yeah. we had, it was one day of Lino's time and we had been there as the audience for all of it. But uh, like this music plays and it's slow motion and, and like soft lighting, superimposing flash- scenes on top of each other. Flashback to a thing that happened eight minutes ago. It was like, as sad as it was, uh, it was it was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Also, Tiger is the best character on the show. Tiger's so throw good. That out there. So good. Um, I still don't like understand why Lino is in charge. Like in the first two episodes, we don't just see their dad say like, Oh, Tiger is better. And I wish he was my heir. We see the people say it like Tiger is extremely popular with the populace. And he is like, we see random civilians be like, Tiger's the better leader. Tiger's the better Thundercat. And it just seems odd to me that despite Tiger being older being the better tactician and being like the favorite among the citizenry that Lionel is not only just the protagonist, but also like the one in charge. Yeah, I agree. They very easily could have worked around this by making Tigra like his cousin or something, you know, like an older cousin who's like a mentor to him, but who isn't like in the line of succession. You know, it just seems awkward. It seems like... Or just make Tigra, like, not the best at everything. Like, if he's the favorite of the dad, that's fine. Like, parents make mistakes. But don't have the populace also be, 
like whispering to each other, like, oh, that's Tigra. He's better than Lionel. Lionel fucking sucks. Like, like to the audience, because now I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck Lionel. Like, right. I'm, I'm with the people. Like, Tigra's the man of the people. Uh, I mean, to me, the problem with that was that it's like dunking on people who are adopted. Like, you're not well, my there's real, that too. You're yeah. not my real child, so you don't get to inherit the throne. Only my real child who came out of my loins gets to inherit the throne. Yeah, which, like, also, that's just a sucky political system. Like, if one of them is clearly excelling at leadership skills and, like, strategy, like, maybe even if he's your, not technically in the line of secession, maybe just, like, break those rules. Like, you're allowed to do that. They mm-hmm. do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that they just, like, you know, the, the, for the show's sake, Lion-O is the leader of the Thundercats, so they had to get there somehow. But it's like, then just start out with Lion-O being more likable and less, like, kind of whiny and annoying and, like... I don't know. They, 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 like you said, they started out with Tyra being like literally a god and Lionel being terrible and expect us to just be like, okay, but you know, it's fine. Like, Lionel's in charge now. It's like, mm, and, okay. and again, like, both, both voice actors doing a great job, oh, super talented. No question. Here for there. it. But, um, the, the writing there just seems a little odd that they made Tyra like fucking Fonzie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh Lionel Richie Cunningham and they're like, oh, but like Richie Cunningham's gonna be the one who jumps the shark in a sweet leather jacket. And it's like, really, I feel like Fonzie should. And it's like they not they didn't, like that's Fonzie's deal. They could have made like Tiger like just a really like like a dick. Like a real like jerk that like people liked, but like you knew he was the bad guy, kind of. Not bad guy, but like not worthy. But like, yeah, you knew you knew he had some like pride he had to deal with or something. Right, right. He, yeah, that's a very good point. He did, and then he also like. Hmm? I, I was just he did like he was he was cocky, but like he wasn't like at no point was he like. Did I feel like he was not worthy? Like even when he gets in the fight with the, you know, he he does say like, oh, the lizards, you can attack, like beat up the lizards, kill the lizards, who cares. But like when Lion-O steps in and is like, no, you're not going to do this. Tigra's backing him up like, all right, fine. Let's let's, you know, I've got your back. Like he was I don't know. They just could have they could have like made him way, way more of a heel. And they they did not Well, yeah, the advantage to the 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 characterization that you would have done is that while Lion-O is on this journey, learning to be a better leader, Tigra could also be on this journey, learning to be more humble and supportive. Yeah, and you know, like and, also growing as a person in a dif- in a different way. And his like mentor, the person who who like puts the most into him, was Groon, who ends up being evil and betraying everybody. And so he could be like working through that and like, what does this mean? Like, I looked up to this person and I emulated them, and now like that's what I'm supposed to become. Like, I can't be that way. I need to, I need to change. Like it could have been so, so much deeper. Speaking of Groon, Groon and thick boy, Panthera. They, they were fucking had to be right. It's, it's, am I off? It's, it's, I mean, they spent, there was romantic tension there. They spent a For sure. long time there was out in a the lot desert. Of soft, there was a lot of soft focus flashbacks, but, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't like pick up that vibe. You didn't but pick up on that vibe? <sighs> no, I, I, I see where you're coming from though. Uh, I have a complaint and it's that Chitara doesn't do anything. She's got super speed. And she's some sort of religious zealot, and that's about all I could tell you about Chitara. Yeah, she's really just, she does even less than, like, the urchin children. Like, we get, we know who the urchin children are as people. You know, we know, we can predict their reactions to some extent. We, we, we know their character. Like, Chitara, I have no idea what her deal is. Yeah, we got, which is a real shame, because she's the only adult woman in this group. And also, how do her pants stay on? How? <laughs> she's got this, like, they've got this weird, like, notch in them, 
and they're like way down her hips and they have no belts. And I'm like, how how is that adhering to her skin like it? How do her pants stay on? It's upsetting to I will. One, I completely agree with you. We know nothing about her. I will say that we have the two Gavroches and I can't tell them apart. I couldn't tell you which is which. And as much as I am like liking Tigra and think he's the best character, we don't really know much about him either. He's he's like cool older brother, but like that's about all we got mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. We have so an like idea except of his for character though. A little bit, yeah. yeah. But like except for Lion O, I cannot tell you what anyone's motivations are or like why they're on this quest. Yeah. So like Shatara, we know that she's some sort of weird priest, but like I, I don't know what her deal is. Uh and she's like right there with the Gavroches, and to some degree, I don't know why Tigra is here either. Because if he's not destined for anything and like all of his people are dead, then like what's he I guess it's like loyalty to his brother, but it's not like he said that. Chitara definitely feels like, and I agree with you, Andy. Um, I think that even though we don't know much about them, they have at least been given more to do. Whereas Chitara is literally like, like, like it is called out in the episode of like, she just shows up when Lionel's in trouble and beats some people up and then disappears. Like it's, it's, it's very much just like a gimmick kind of thing. And it feels like the most, the thing that is the most akin to like an 80s style show. Like she is like, like you said, Evan, in a very like low rise pants, low cut top situation. Like she is, she's very much like a Lola buddy. Like, Ooh, look at this sexy cat lady. Like, um, it, it, you know, of course all of the men are very muscle bound and that is like a, a, again, a male fantasy, um, in itself, but um, yeah, it just feels like a real fallback to to that uh, 80s era of, uh, of cartoons and animation. Yeah, it's extremely 80s. Um, this whole God, I, I feel like this show walked so that Voltron and <laughs> She-Ra could run like this was kind of. It, from my recollection, this was kind of the first, like, revival show of this, like, rash of 80s revival shows that we've had in the last, like, eight, nine years. First we had this one, and then Voltron was amazing. And then She-Ra, I've only seen a few episodes of She-Ra, but uh, by all accounts, it is amazing. So. Uh, I think by being a, a pioneer, they weren't quite sure which aspects of the 80s nostalgia thing to keep and which ones they could dispense with sure. while keeping the sort of the heart of the thing what it was. They've tried to reboot and like revitalize G.I. Joe a handful of times and they've they've never done a good job of it from what I know. And I guess like Transformers has never really gone away. So mm-hmm. I think you're right that like this is the first successful revitalization revitalization of something like this um where it's quite good but there's still some like baggage there that they right. didn't quite sort out and like know what to do with. Well, I think that they're yeah, trying to just strike I think they're just trying to strike kind of like to a broad audience like they don't know what is going to hit because they're trying to play on nostalgia while they're also trying to play to a new audience. Whereas like Voltron, like has a very specific audience. She-Ra has like, you know, whether or not it has a specific audience, it has a very specific aesthetic that they are like, um, you know, uh, bending from this 80s style. Um, This show feels like it kind of wanted to do that, but felt beholden to, to stick to stick to its roots, so to speak, because like you said, like it was the first kind of to do so. It was a little scared. Yeah, I don't think uh, Transformers really counts is what I was going to say. It's not like this is I'm talking about this very specific genre of taking an animated show from the 80s and remaking it 
as an animated show in the 2000s with like updated uh like acting updated animation you know oh well when i said like transformers never really went away they've had like non-stop cartoons Oh, they're still making Transformers cartoons. There was oh, one yeah. maybe two or three years ago. Hmm. The, the Rooster, yeah, so the Rooster, like Rooster Teeth team is literally just put one out this year. Yeah, like Transformers has never really stopped. They've always kind of rebooted it. There was one in the '90s and one in the early 2000s, and mm-hmm. then, you know, one in the mid and one now. So, um, but like Voltron, Shira, Thundercats, right. GI Joe, they all they all went away, right. and then. It's They've tried to come back to varying degrees of success. It's the toy based action show genre. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> like it's it's and 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 it's you know, it's tricky to do that nowadays when like, I mean, not all the kids are running out to get their lion action figure, you know, like it's a it's a different world. So. Uh, yeah, that show's real good. It's so, real good. Yeah, it's fun. I will say it's fun. Every time he says it, it, it grates on me because at first I thought it was a name that he was saying under his breath, but it's it's not. It's like a swear. Uh, he says whiskers. whiskers, and it's not whiskers. a. It's not good. <laughs> they call me Whiskers Cat because I'm so curious. What? What's that from? That's from something. That's, that's a Will Ferrell doing a, a Harry Carey. Chica- yeah, Chicago Will broadcaster Ferrell. Harry. They Carey. call me Whiskers. What if the moon was made of cheese? Would you eat it then? <laughs> uh, I have good. no idea what you. Guys and, are anyway, about. whiskers is a terrible slur. It's not a it's, good slur. It, it, or, or, or it's swear. It's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's just like he's in this really tense, tense moment, and it's like before you would go to commercial, and he goes, "Whiskers," and it sounds like he's like shaking his fist in the air at some bad guy named Whiskers, but it's like it's just well. There could be a bad guy named Whiskers because everybody like has a cat name. That's true. Except Groon, apparently. It would just it would just be weird if I was just like like I was like in a a heated battle and all of a sudden I got surrounded with just like ooh nostrils. Oh, fingernails. Sideburns. Front teeth. Yeah, you should have said like catnip or something. Catnip is a great swear. Or my mice. No, mice isn't good. Rats. 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 Say rats. Good. Don't people do say rats? Rats. Oh, rats. Um, I forgot that people said that as a real thing that humans say. My, but yeah, catnip is good. My favorite fake swear from anything is uh, Kark. K in Star Wars. It's very good. I like I like Flarkin. From the from Guardians of the Galaxy, not from the movie, but from the comics, they say flurkin. Yeah, um, yeah flurkin cat. Chewy isn't Chewy a flurkin? Captain Marvel's cat, Chewy. I don't know. Yeah, some sort of like he's a, some sort of weird alien yeah. boy. Um, I have just two things. One, the show starts out with that trope of like the young protagonist seeing something that is like could be dooming and hides it from everybody, which like it's oh like it's always a bad time. Like just tell mm. tell the people about your vision of the apocalypse. Like tell an adult. Tell an adult, Harry. Tell um, an adult. If you have a prophetic nightmare apocalypse dream, tell an adult. Tell, no one will believe you, but at least afterwards you can say, I told you exactly, so. Exactly, exactly. Don't hide it because it just doesn't advance the plot at all. Also, literally everyone's having those dreams right now. So, like, just, just tell an adult. Exactly. Yep. Tell everyone. Uh, the other thing is that I know that, like, this whole show is about, like, Lion-O, like, fighting back on, like, the legacy of, of Thundercats and Thundera, but the cats are colonialists and... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we talked about them subjugating the lizard people, but it's just like from top to bottom. It is just like, oh, this is just the ickiest. This is just yeah. so icky. Cat society doesn't seem super great, and maybe they should get conquered by the lizard people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But hope. I mean, you know, we've got this new little band of uh, of strong, strong cat boys and girl. Um, and other girl. And other actual girl. 
um, woman and girl. Um, so maybe they'll, you know, start a new society of equality among. I mean, that's the one thing that Lionel clearly is in the right about so far right as opposed to his dad he was like maybe you shouldn't beat up these lizards for no reason guys but i will i will say too i am terrified of a love triangle forming um it hasn't happened yet Mm. but uh i smell it yeah it's Mm -hmm. it's in the air yeah and i just don't need lino and tigra to fight over chitara i don't need that i don't want that um Chitara's a lesbian. I've decided. So everyone, it would, like, it would just it move would, on, boys. It would under, understand why she joined like a convent kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows nuns are lesbians. <laughs> she isn't wearing a snapback, which would be a dead giveaway. But yeah, yes. no flannel. Yeah. But um, the I I would love. And maybe we will get this. We've got this is the thing. This this like 22 minute format really allows us to like explore the world without dedicating like too much real estate to things like which I know is, you know, I'm saying something that people who watch a lot of cartoons and animation have known for years. But it just feels nice watching it in this format that like we can spend, you know, 20 minutes with these flower people. And it, you know, the plot doesn't really advance too much. But we have a good time and we can, you know, find Panthro at the end of it. Um, I would love for Chitara and the uh, girl street urchin to just like uh, pass the Beckle test in one of these episodes that just really have a sit down and like, you know. Enjoy the fact that they are the only girls on the team. And not and they talk just about play some cards or something, I don't know, or something. They can just learn how to fight. Like she can teach her how to fight. She can fight. It's not a you know, doesn't have to be all all uh, girly. It's I wonder a boy if the show, super you know? speed. I wonder if the super speed is part of her like biology with her being a cheetah person, or if it's like a religious right. Like, can she teach the Ooh. the girl Gavroche super speed? That'd be cool. I like how you're referring to them as the Gavroches. <laughs> I don't know their names. Wiley either, but and it's, Wiley Cat. <laughs> oh, boy. Is that, is that right? That's right, yeah. I'm, I'm on the Wikipedia. It's Wiley Kit and Wiley Cat. Wy- which is which? Wiley Kit. Is, Wiley what is, Kit. The, what is the masculine Kit Cat? Is, is the Kit <laughs> the masculine, or is the cat the masculine? I would think that Kit being a nickname for Christopher. Well, I was thinking Kit would be the feminine because of Kitty Cat. Oh, but cat is a nickname <laughs> yeah, but for you said the, the word in the and other. Kit is a nickname for Christopher. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 look, maybe how they do we gender think, these? Maybe they didn't think that hard about it. Maybe we, I'm the only one which, thinking that. Which hard part about of a Kit Kat bar has a dick? <laughs> is there are the two parts of the Kit Kat bar the kit and the cat? <laughs> Apparently, what I is, don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> uh, masculine is Kit. Uh, feminine is cat. I was right. Oh, you I puzzled were right. it out. I love you. I, show, I galaxy listen, brained it out. The, the, you don't need to think too hard about this show. It's all right in front of you, you know? <laughs> Which is great. Um, how many of these are we watching next time? Uh, I mean, I guess another five. Yeah. That sounds That sounds sensible. Let's keep chipping on. Um, 26. Oh, boy. Um, okay, there. We'll get and I'm, I'm enjoying it. You know, it was a nice breezy mm-hmm. watch, nice enjoyable time. Y'all should watch along. It's it's not available anywhere on streaming. Um, Ahoy, mateys! It's time to sail the sand seas. <laughs> was that was that you see saying? some plunder up ahead? Was that saying that you pirated the series? It's available on any website that has a big titty anime girl in the skyscraper <laughs> ad on the right. This is true. <laughs> Fair Which is the enough. same same big titty anime girl website where we watched the uh, what show did we cover before this? Oh, we were Kim and I were housemate Kim and I were watching Justice League. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't related to the No, podcast. not related to our podcast at all. But it's the same big titty <laughs> anime girl website there. You can find Justice League Unlimited. Nice, nice, nice. 
So go to go to the big titty anime girl uh, <laughs> dot com. Watch Thundercats. It's also don't it's also, don't Google it's all, don't Google that. No, I, put, now we have to buy search on. Now we have to buy that domain so that nobody like directs something there. Um, you can also I buy it on you, like big titty anime girl website dot com. It's already taken. Justin McElroy. <laughs> Picked that domain up uh, just last week. <laughs> um, you can also buy it. It's 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 like twenty five dollars. It's way too expensive for what it is, but it's it's available. Um, After five years, a TV show that only got one season should just be free. Like it should network network. You did not fucking invest in this show. You don't want it. Sell it to a streaming. So service. now it's free. Fuck you. It's not even on like we have just we have, we have to spend so much money buying shitty TV shows because no one pirated them to put them on streaming because they sucked, and then this <laughs> fucking network which didn't which didn't want to put any money in this show now is like give us thirty bucks for it like fuck you, I'm gonna spit in your eye. <laughs> it's not even available on HBO Max and HBO Max brought the entire like Cartoon Network catalog and it's just like like. Like they they like intentionally were like we'll take this we'll take this we do not want Thundercats on our platform you can Matt you Mercer can hold on who's to ever that. heard of him yeah um, bastards so enjoy pirating uh, this TV show but we will be back next time uh, check out uh, our Twitter at Penning Pod follow us on tw- follow us on instagram no follow us on facebook at wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute you can follow us on twitter at pending pod follow us on facebook at pending pod follow us on instagram at ending pending send us an email pending pod at gmail.com and just uh keep your eye on our twitter and facebook and and on uh you know our friends uh pages as well uh there's gonna be some changes Yeah, things are coming. Things we are we are sticking together. We are we are growing, and uh, there's going to be cool stuff for you to be able to participate in. Um, in the meantime, just just keep on following us, and uh, we will keep on uh, thundercatting it up. We will we'll keep we'll on keep, doing this, whatever this is. Whatever this is, we set will. me up. Set, set me up for the sign out, Ronnie. Set me up. Hey, Andy, what do we say? To close the show out, we say thunder, thunder, thundercats. Oh, I love that.